0: guest room, computer office space, with husband and lover, Joe Montez. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Today, um, I don't know if I'm excited about this movie to talk about it, but we are going to talk about a movie, and that movie is Holmes Holmes and and Watson. Watson. Okay, so my first question for you, did you look up the Rotten Tomatoes rating? already.
1: Yes, I did uh. go into the movie knowing the Rotten Tomatoes rating, the Metacritic rating, <gasps> a couple of other uh significant rating sites. But I honestly didn't read any reviews. I just looked purely at the scores. I don't know.
0: Okay, so you clearly know already then. This is an 11% on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yes, I am familiar. As
0: some might call certified rotten.
1: Yes, it was very bad. Okay.
0: So uh, I'm going to go ahead and, for our listeners, read a synopsis of this movie. So they kind of, if you haven't seen it, you know what it's about. The synopsis is Legendary detective Sherlock Holmes and his partner Dr. Watson return for a comedic take on their classic literary partnership as they use their incredible deductive minds to solve a mystery. So there's a synopsis. Main cast is Will Ferrell, John C. Riley. Rebecca Hall, Rob Brydon, Kelly MacDonald, Ralph Fiennes, and Steve Peek. So those are the main cast members.
1: A very star-studded, star-studded cast. star the cast. I the love... The who's who of British stars. I
0: love all of those people.
1: I mean, obviously in John C. Riley and Welfare Oh, and al-
0: also Hugh Laurie does like a small cast. Hugh Laurie, yep. Uh, so I'm sure there's more, but those are... I just wanted to let you all know the main cast there. It's rated PG-13. Director Eton Cohen?
1: Yeah, when I first huh? saw it, I thought it was Ethan Cohen <laughs> no, of too. the Cohen brothers. I and I questioned why the hell did he make this yeah. movie. No, nope. it wasn't until the end of credits that I realized it was Eton Cohen.
0: Yep. Uh same thing. And I actually looked up Eton Eton, Yummy. Eton Cohen on Rotten Tomatoes. And his highest rated movie, Tropic uh- Thunder.
1: Hey, that's that's a pretty funny one.
0: Lowest rated movie, Holmes and Watson.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's quite the spectrum there.
0: So, um, it was yeah, so that's where we are.
1: I I doubt that Holmes and Watson will have the cultural significance that Tropic Thunder did. You walked out of Tropic Thunder I mean, how long ago was Tropic Thunder made? At least eight years ago. And people still quote that movie all the time. True. That will not be the case with Holmes and
0: Watson. And somehow Well, this podcast isn't about Tropic Thunder. We'll talk about that later. (laughs) Um, But anyway, final thing before we kind of get into some more open dialogue. uh, I'm going to read to you the critics' consensus from Rotten Tomatoes, which it sounds like you already read.
1: I actually did not. I only purely looked at scores, the number score.
0: Okay. So the critics, critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes, the lowest and vilest alleys in London do not present a more dreadful record of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson than does Holmes and Watson. That was the critics' consensus.
1: That seems fairly accurate.
0: Okay. First question. Did this movie deserve 11%?
1: I am legitimately surprised that the rating is that high.
0: Wow. So, here's the thing. I didn't I, it, it's a comedy, and I feel like comedies, it's such a big uh, spectrum. Why are you about to laugh at me?
1: This is fun. I'm enjoying recording the podcast with you.
0: So I feel like it's a really hard thing to use the same scale to rate dramas and comedies. Because the whole purpose of comedy, this is I actually get a little frustrated when a lot of people are so critical of comedy. Because the whole point of comedy is to make people laugh and then you're telling them they did a shitty job of it.
1: Well, I think you're touching on a larger issue here and this has always been uh the main point of c- contention for real movie buffs uh, in terms of the aggregate scoring of sites like Rotten Tomatoes is that you have Oscar bait movies that are scored, you know, based on a pass fail rating and, you know, an Oscar winning movie can get like a 79 or 80% on Rotten Tomatoes and it can be incredible, and then you have like every fucking Marvel movie getting a hundred percent. See, those exactly. movies are not going to be winning Oscars. <laughs>
0: exactly. It's well, some of them, Black Panther, right?
1: Did it win an Oscar? Oh, it was nominated. I don't remember that.
0: Uh, and I, I think Batman, like the old Batman movies, have been nominated at some point.
1: Yeah, but here's the other thing: Black Panther wasn't a good movie, in my
0: opinion. Okay. Well, anyway, back to Holmes and Watson. I think it's really an objective thing to. to to score is this a movie that i'll watch a million more times no um is it by any means my favorite will ferrell and john c Riley movie no but do i feel like it deserved 11 percent for a comedy i don't know
1: i'm glad you're bringing that up because one of the things i took away from it uh, well not one of the things i took away from it one of the things i was asking myself um, is I feel like the comedy in this movie is so lowbrow that it is totally deserved of that that low rating.
0: Okay. Well, and that brings if, us. If
1: the com- okay. Yeah. Go ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna say that moves into the next uh section. I guess is any movie highlights. Were there any scenes? Okay. And there probably will be spoilers if anyone cares that much. Spoiler alert. But um. What were your favorite moments of the movie? I'll start with one. So right at the beginning of the movie, uh, they do their first Sherlock Holmes ripoff where he does the calculations of like, move shoulder, you know, account for squeak and floor, all this kind of stuff. Referencing
1: the Robert Downey Jr. Jude Law Sherlock movies. Yeah, so. Filmed by, directed by Guy Ritchie. They
0: freeze frame it and they start um, mimicking that and he ends up cracking this killer bee case and none of that is what made me laugh. What made me laugh is that Dr. Watson's um, way to help with the situation was to start shooting bees with a gun. Like, I thought that was funny.
1: Um, I guess. I didn't think it was
0: Just because it's like the most futile attempt to kill bees is to try to shoot a swarm of bees. Like, that's, that's pretty funny. Anyway, that was the first thing that kind of stood out to me. Uh, what were some highlights for
1: um, I think when he first meets uh when Sherlock Holmes first meets the character of Millicent, uh we are introduced to her as a woman that has a disorder of being raised by feral cats, and so all of her actions mimic that of cats. uh I thought that was pretty funny when her character was first introduced um but what I was going to say i I did find uh that scene in which he references kind of like um, the other Sherlock Holmes movies where he's contemplating break wrist, you know, all that kind of Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, It was definitely funny the first time that it happened, but then every subsequent time that it happened after that was less and less funny.
0: Well, I, I disagree with that, too, because I think when he did it at the boxing ring and he like everything hinges on getting the first move, right, and, like, distracting with his pipe, like, and then that doesn't work and it just all goes to hell. Like, I don't know. I think that's pretty funny. And then at the end, you know, when he couldn't stop thinking about Millie, and then it, like, all failed, too. I guess. I think it's funny concepts. Again, it's really subjective. You're going into this thinking, oh, this has got to be the best comedy ever, right? And then, you know, it's just comedy.
1: You know, Will when Will Ferrell first kind of came onto the scene, obviously moving from SNL into, like, big movie roles Uh, he was kind of a part of that what do they call them Uh, the brat pack I guess I think that's what they call them and there was a bunch of other actors a a bunch of big comedy actors in the brat pack Um, that kind of comedy had never been seen before and I think what he's trying to do I mean 20 years later is still trying to carry over some of that comedy into movies now and it is so slapstick and it is so over the top that i just think it's kind of played out
0: maybe maybe it's not my favorite kind of comedy but i still have to have appreciation for it because again the whole reason i like to watch comedies is cuz life is stressful i get so frustrated at anything happening in the world that like all we have is making people laugh to feel better i don't know i'm not i'm not a hater
1: there, there were a few points of genuine laughter. I'll, I mean, I'll admit it. There were there were some other scenes. Well, that, uh, let's
0: just call out one time that Joe laughed during this movie was when the character of Millie hands Will Ferrell a drawing of a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, was, I, I literally turned to Joe and I go, this is where you're going to laugh at this movie? And it was like three-fourths of the way through. Yeah,
1: I guess there were some... It was mainly her character that, that I thought had funny
0: moments. In f- talk about slapstick. I feel like her acting like a cat, that's got to be the most slapstick thing in the whole movie.
1: Uh, there are definitely more things I want to talk about, but I'm not sure I want to jump the gun um, if you have other questions that well, you so want to get into. I was asking
0: if there were some highlights for you. There was not. And now we move into uh, lowlights. So what were some uh, moments uh, yes, you did not like?
1: The lowlights. <laughs> uh, I think the runtime for this movie is just short of an hour and a half Mm -hmm. it is a long hour and a half um i again it was just so over the top um but uh there's obviously more wrong with it than there is right with it um i think some of the moments that fell most flat with me were the blatant attempts to poke fun at the current presidency
0: um, and what's funny about that is because you made a comment of that, about that during the movie, and I didn't say anything because I knew we were going to talk about it. But out of reading, I read a lot of reviews uh, in prep for this episode, and a lot of them were uh, you know, saying that that just was the worst kind of humor. And like, absolutely. But it just had no place in the movie. It ruined, like, that's what ruined the movie.
1: It is the lowest hanging fruit possible. And this movie came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. It's recent. Too, yeah, it's, it's, recent. it's recent, but it's not too long. It wasn't too long ago, yeah. recent. Um, but
0: so, for example, those, did, did you say what one of those jokes were?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, so, uh, again, hashtag spoiler alert. Um, within the first five minutes of the movie, Will Ferrell's character, Sherlock Holmes, uh, and I guess a running joke throughout the entirety of the movie is that he's struggling to find a, a hat that suits him Which we all know
0: how political hats are, always. like Cowboy hats, other hats.
1: So within the first few minutes of the movie, he's trying on hats, uh, and he puts on a red hat that says, Make England Great Again. Um, Obviously reminiscent uh, or mimicking um, MAGA hats. Uh, And as soon as I saw it, I mean, I'm just like. I mean, yeah, on. and it's like, it's, that, it's literally so the dumb. first like
0: 15 minutes, and Joe turns to me and he's like, "Really? This is the worst kind of humor." I'm like, "Oh god So
1: there's there's more jokes like that. I mean, there's there's like like there's literally a about whole
0: how they don't she could never live in a country that uh, has a monarchy because in America you you know you trust white men that are land owning to decide that, you know the future of our country. Something along
1: those lines, but a a two or three minute, maybe longer bit that is entirely about uh, the current um, presidency.
0: And a lot of the reviews I read, uh, I will say, felt conservative in nature as against these things. And I, knowing you personally, know that you are not a conservative guy and you still hated this kind of humor. So I think... Yeah, like I said, it's
1: just, it's low-hanging fruit. It's so played out. You know, um, well, and especially seeing it six months after it was released, we've had six more months of, you know, idiocracy in the White House. But we're not going to get into this that. Is not this a isn't a political, political podcast. podcast. We're trying to have fun on this show. Um, Are you having fun? I'm having a blast. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, I that was that was obvious. Or that was for me the worst part of this movie was the repeated political, uh, political things, humor. Yeah. Just because they fell extremely flat. I guess it's
0: It's for me, I mean, yeah, the humor, we've already talked about that, wasn't brand new, witty humor that we've not seen before. Not super clever. Uh, But I will say probably if I were to pick some some jokes to be a hater on, it probably was those. Because it wasn't just political jokes. It was jokes that we've seen a million times already. And like slapstick, as much as you've seen it, if it catches you at the right moment, it can always feel fresh. You know, Mm -hmm. like even if it's just goofy. Yeah, like if it's set up well, it can still feel fresh. Like I just think about—we just saw the long shot, and there was some slapsticky <laughs> stuff there, but it felt fresh in the like the timing of everything. Yes. So yeah, but I will say yeah, those jokes just felt like you have heard them a million times, and it wasn't. Yeah this
1: this stuff. isn't a this isn't a plug for Long Shot. It <laughs> was I, a really good well, movie. Well, <laughs> and I, we won't give any spoilers away on that one, but you know, Long Shot has Seth Rogen also uh, historically kind of another slapstick comedian actor um but like you said in long shot they're finding kind of new takes on that kind of humor it's yeah it timing is everything I think timing it, is everything no, it ma- it no matter how more. what
0: like same the joke is if it's timed right and unexpected that's the whole i think thing about slapstick comedy that makes it funny is that it's suddenly unexpected and it shocks you into thinking it's funny or whatever. So. I don't know. To me that's that's what I think is funny about Slapstick. And usually why I'm not drawn to it because it's pretty predictable. So Yeah. Um any more low lights that you want to talk
1: about? Uh for such a star studded cast, I mean the characters were not really well developed. And I don't know, I'm critiquing it really hard because it was so bad. And you're right, it is a comedy. It's supposed to be lighthearted, it's supposed to be funny, it's supposed to make you forget about all the world's troubles but this it's movie did suck. not do that it <laughs> yeah. was terrible
0: um okay sorry I yeah know. that's all that's all I okay did. i will say i forgot to mention in the highlight for me was john c Riley's singing
1: yeah he's that's a one wonderful singer
0: he they sing a uh, broadway number actually also another point on that when i was re-watching so i watched this the first time um not knowing the rating, actually, and then decided to start this podcast, looked up the rating. I was like, perfect. Home's of lot, so it'll be episode one. So then I was planning to have Joe watch this, and then we meet up to talk about it. But I ended up watching it a second time, which I will tell you, two times is a time too many. to so watch this movie. Um,
1: yeah, I will never watch this again.
0: But I will say, the second time through, I did pick up on a couple of things. And... uh I thought the musical number was probably my favorite thing of the whole movie. And I almost feel like if the movie had been completely a musical, that it would have been funny.
1: If the movie would have been completely a musical, you would have had a hard time getting me to watch it.
0: True. Well, okay. Some like, well, yeah, any musical has some story to it, but I feel like that was the best part. I don't know how you would carry a story through that, but I feel like it could have been funnier if it was. A musical
1: maybe going back to some of the other highlights, you know, like uh, musical songs <laughs> I could I mean, John C.
0: Riley had a beautiful voice though
1: well, and that's uh you had mentioned it while we were watching it, and i I had remembered it from hearing it somewhere in the past, but wasn't he he was a Broadway actor for a long time as well, and I think he still continues to do Broadway stuff um so in that sense i mean i I think that he plays uh really good dramatic roles in some of the other movies that he's been in um but, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't think that it worked well in this. Okay. Uh, real quick, another highlight for me. Spoiler alert. Maybe this was in the trailer. I don't know. I don't even think I saw the trailer for this movie. Um, but uh, this movie takes place, I guess, in the late 1800s, early 1900s. Um, they're trying to take a picture of himself, and he pulls out what he calls a like a primitive, it's a primitive selfie stick. Mm-hmm. So it's a big box camera on a huge piece of, you know, lumber that they're, it's tri- Hoist- hoisting it's a, out it's
0: an old accordion camera on a tripod yeah
1: exactly um anyway i thought that was funny but i don't even think i laughed out loud at that point i just thought that was clever
0: well i think to be fair i will say between the two of us um, uh, the loudest laughter that came out if i were to do a reenactment was <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that we're laughing louder now, and we're not being funny than we did during the movie. Again, I'm not a hater. It pleasant. I enjoyed it the first time, but, uh, but it question, was not laugh out loud funny for us.
1: The question you asked: Does it deserve an 11? percent?
0: All right. Well, okay. So next key, then we talked about John C. Riley. But how did you think the acting was? You did you already say that you did not think the acting was good.
1: Uh, I think I'd said for, uh, and while while we were talking just now, I was looking up. Is it Ralph Fiennes or Rafe Fiennes? I don't know. I have Ralph. It's spelled Ralph, but I, I feel, for some reason I feel like it's not pronounced that, oh. and I don't know.
0: We don't we don't have a fact checker, so we'll no never fact know. checker. We'll never but know. I
1: did look up you know some of the other movies that he's been in: Schindler's List, The English Patient.
0: I mean, he's an amazing
1: Red Dragon. I mean, I that of it- we what's. The name of which we will not speak. Voldemort. Voldemort. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: He plays such good characters, and
0: I mean, you know. I mean, you look down the list. Rebecca Hall. I mean, I looked her up too, because I couldn't. I kept picturing this scene. She's in the town. But I love the town. Yeah. Great movie. Uh, among other things, Hugh Laurie is a great actor. Um, I mean. I love Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon. I mean,
1: yeah, they're hilarious.
0: I love Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. I mean, both of the trip they're both movies. Into- also, um, both Rebecca the trip Hall trip was movies. in Incredible. that other Will Ferrell like more serious dramedy movie. Oh
1: yeah, uh, Everything Must yeah. Go. Yeah, she was in yeah. that with him.
0: That was great. Yeah, so I mean, even Will Ferrell and John C. Riley can do serious or comedy. Like they're all good actors.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Is I I definitely think that the cast was underutilized in the way that the movie was written.
0: But I I don't think the acting was lacking lacking on it. I think it was more story and time. Correct. It was writing. Oh yeah, more writing writing than anything. Um. Okay. Well, then we kind of uh went through the last part, which was story, which I think yeah. is what made this movie not great. Was the story
1: very lackluster writing.
0: Kind of generic.
1: Generic, cheap shots throughout. Yeah. Low-hanging fruit, that kind of stuff.
0: Um, okay, so <clears throat> brings us to our next section of the show, which is I read a few standout reviews that I read, <laughs> and then we can decide if they were accurate or not. So uh, there's on Rotten Tomatoes, they do critic reviews, and then they just do anybody reviews. So first one is a critic review. Uh, Barry Hertz says, Holmes and Watson is bad. That's the whole review.
1: Which publication does he write
0: for? I didn't do that much research. I just got okay. the name down. <laughs> um, but that's his whole review on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, agree Holmes or disagree? Watson is bad? Yeah. Agree. <laughs> agree. Okay. Next one, Joshua, Joshua, well, Joshua Rothkopf. Roth, Rothkopf? I don't know. Um, here's what he says. If a comedy falls in the forest and nobody laughs, did it even exist?
1: Mm, very
0: philosophical. So philosophical. And what do you think?
1: I don't know the answer to that question, but I can tell you one thing. I did not laugh. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. Next one. Uh, Rafer Guzman.
1: Man, these, these guys all have critic they names. They
0: are so critical. Uh, <laughs> this one says, Holmes and Watson is one of those movies that goes beyond unfunny and into comedy cubist zone where jokes no longer jokes are no longer recognizable and laughter is philosophically impossible.
1: Uh, a very deep review with many words yes. that can be condensed to this movie was bad. And like our is, first critic. This is
0: so ridiculous to me is that people are critiquing it to this level when it's a freaking comedy. Hey,
1: you know someone puts it out there then it's going to
0: get critiqued yeah but does not deserve it i don't think okay and this one now we're moving into just uh anybody reviews um and this one had no name or the name was no name i don't remember it says the duo is feeling a little flat the wife loved it though one star (laughs) (laughs) actually it said the wife loved it thou one star
1: how did he spell it? Was it supposed to be loved it though? T H O, period.
0: Yeah, but he put a U on the end.
1: You know, I'm going to go ahead and critique this critic and say, oh, wait, this is, this just, is just a regular. A this is a oh, okay. The duo is feeling a thing. little
0: flat. Dot, dot, dot. The wife loved it though. The
1: wife loved it though. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was an attempt at using some of the verbiage yeah. that they would have used at that time. And I'm glad that, I, that, that he's
0: like, you know what? My wife loved it. I'll give him one star. That's mm. how I imagine that happening. Yeah. Okay. So next one, Greg M. In the name of all that is decent, do not watch this film. You will laugh exactly zero times. <laughs> you will writhe in your seat while your brain begs it to end. You will regret having seen a single minute of it. Do you feel that way?
1: Uh, I would have to agree with Greg M. on this one.
0: Um, you were writhing in pain in your seat, um, and you regretted every single minute you watched it?
1: Well, maybe not to that. that maybe not to that extent, yeah, but exactly. like I said. So, uh And
0: you la- you went like this <laughs> a few times, okay?
1: No more than twice.
0: Maybe three. Pushing it. So, you can't really agree with that cuz I watched you watch this. Okay. Okay. The next one, uh rated N is the name of the person. Oh. And this is the review. Emulates the 90s humor of Mel Brooks's work. Meshing barbaric medicine, parody, and sexism with Hassend a plum, it's an overall enjoyable romp. Although how Holmes comes to his ultimate conclusion at climax's edge remains the real mystery. Three and a half stars. Wow. So this was kind of a positive review. Yeah. Three and a half stars though out of five.
1: I mean, to each their own, but that's that's a, a pretty pretty big jump to consider this in the same class as a Mel Brooks movie.
0: But if you were to go back and look at Mel Brooks' work and how slapstick it that's what I'm saying. It's like. Yeah, but
1: that was the first time people were seeing stuff like that. That's true.
0: That I, that's, it goes back to our point that timing means a lot. Yeah. And you can do the same joke, but if it's set to new timing, it was really funny. So, I, th- I mean, I felt like that maybe was. Here's the thing he put that as a review, which sounds very glorified, and then uh, only gave it three and a half stars. Yeah. So,
1: Well, I don't agree with it, if that's what you're asking.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just saying the review and the star rating don't really go together anyway. Okay. All right. Um, and the final review uh, is from someone named Sherlock H.
1: Ooh, very <laughs> interesting.
0: And here is what Sherlock H. has to say. This movie was absolutely amazing from start to finish. It was one hour and 29 minutes of pure comedic gold does not deserve the harsh ratings it is receiving and would recommend <laughs> recommend to anyone seeking to see one of the greatest movies ever created from the great jokes to heartfelt musical like singing Holmes and Watson deserves to be nominated for multiple oscars and will most likely set a record in upcoming so okay so then you know we've been through those things final thoughts uh what rating would you give it would you stick with the 11% was rotten tomatoes fair I think I would give this movie a twenty-five percent.
1: That's pretty. That's pretty high. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to give it lower than an eleven percent. Okay. Not much lower. I'm going to give it a ten percent. I know that it's only one percent lower, but it deserves every bit of that ten percent. Okay. In my opinion, uh,
0: can you do the math for us? What's the average of twenty-five and ten?
1: Why did I get 187.5? <laughs> I don't think I'm doing
0: right. 17.5. Okay. Our collective Rotten Tomatoes, well, we're not Rotten Tomatoes. Our collective Cream of the Crap rating is
1: 17.5%.
0: You feel comfortable with that?
1: I'll
0: let it slide this time. All right. And there you have it. Um, all of those reviews um, and other reviews and ratings can be found on RottenTomatoes.com. This is Cream of the Crab, and thanks for listening.
1: Uh, thank you very much for having me on as your first guest. Uh, I really do appreciate it. And I will definitely look forward to listening to this podcast every episode in the future.
0: Cool. Let's go. Like that. Sounds good to me. Cream. so much for listening to episode one of cream of the crab if you know of movies rated 17 percent or below on rotten tomatoes that you want to hear me and some friends talk about send them over you can follow us on instagram at extra whip and comment or dm us those movies thanks again and we'll see you on episode two